Hey, everybody. Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll of valleyindie.org. That's a nonprofit online newspaper covering Derby and Sonia and the town of Seymour, or at least trying to. My guest for this video episode is none other than Alderman Rob Heider. Alderman Heider, welcome to the program. Thanks, Eugene. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And you are an alderman in the city of Derby. I should not make the assumption, but that people know that, but uh, that's where you, hey, what, which, which ward do you represent? Are you the third I'm in, ward? I'm in the third ward, yes. Gotcha, okay. So I thought today we would talk about Derby Charter Revision. Rob and a bunch of other people are on a commission and they've been in the trenches reviewing the Derby Charter uh, pretty, pretty much through this whole pandemic, like twice a week, to try to see if there's some changes uh, that should be made. And ultimately, Rob, the, the commission itself doesn't have the power to change anything, but it can make recommendations to the Board of Aldermen, right? Correct. Yeah, the, um, the two town committees uh, uh, proposed uh, a, a list of candidates to, uh, to the mayor. Uh, the mayor um, moved those forward to the Board of Aldermen who approved them. And uh, we're, the, the commission is just going to make suggestions um, uh, to the Board of Aldermen and, and they can either approve, reject, or send it back to us to, to work on some more. Um, should they accept it, um, then it moves on to the state of Connecticut uh, and gets on the ballot for November. And this coming November, we're talking about, so we're recording this, I think it's Monday, May 3rd. On Wednesday, you have a public hearing coming up at, at 6 p.m., so that would be August 5th, Wednesday, August 5th. What's Correct. that about? Um, well, per state statute, uh, when the charter revision um, begins their work, we have to have two uh, public hearings, one at the beginning uh, and one at the end. So uh, we initially had our first um, uh, organizational meeting of the commission on June 4th. And then uh, the week after we, we had our first public hearing in which we took input from, uh, from the public. Uh, we also had input from um, the, a charge from the Board of Aldermen. Uh, as well as we, we accepted emails. And then we also had uh, ideas come from the commission themselves. So once we were, uh, had that, that first public hearing, we, we ended up having approximately 35 or so bullet points that we needed to review. Oh, wow. Uh, put forth. So that, yeah, so the, the public hearing is per state statute. So we're, we're gonna have our final public hearing uh, to end the process um, on, on Wednesday. On Wednesday night. And I should tell anybody if you're listening or maybe you can hear it. I think my wife might have just come home because my dog is barking like crazy upstairs. Uh, Hopefully that's it. Uh, But anyway, if you hear background noise. Uh, So this will be the you could actually make some recommendations after that public hearing Wednesday and then move this on to the Board of Aldermen. How do you anticipate that going? The plan is to have our recommendations submitted to the Board of Aldermen for their next meeting, which is actually um, next week on the 13th. So uh, we've already uh, voted on, on four or five items that we like to put forward. So uh, we just want to get the, the public's input on, on the work we've done so far um, and then move forward. Should the, uh, we've been working under a really tight um, uh, calendar because of, uh, because of COVID, we, we kind of got um, put back a little bit, but um, we've been working hard. We've been working, uh, uh, as you said, uh, two, three times a month. Uh, I think we, we met three times in June. We met four times in July. Um, we're, we're meeting uh, in August, and, and you know we hope to put it forward to the Board of Aldermen by the 13th, um, in which case hopefully they accept our, our recommendations, then it moves forward to the state of Connecticut uh, and gets on the ballot for um, November 3rd. 
And before we get into sort of a, a quick rundown of what some of these changes uh, might be or things you've talked about or recommended, I guess, because I know you guys have talked about a lot and we'd be here for the next seven uh, hours if we went through the whole thing. But just can you, uh, off the top of your head, name everybody on this commission? So we, I don't mean to put you on the spot oh, like sure. that, but yeah, maybe we should sure. name them. Yeah, we have uh, um, a great commission. Um, there is actually, uh, it's, it's pretty diverse. We have, um, as far as uh, political affiliations, um, Oni Malerba, uh, we have four Democrats, Oni Malerba, uh, Chris LaRoque, uh, Chuck Stanky, and Camille Kurtica. Um, and Sam Palastro is the uh, one Republican, and we also have five unaffiliated uh, members, uh, Ralph Capiello, uh, Gina McKay, Carl McCluster, Jim Smay, and myself. Okay, great. So that's everybody that's on the commission. Uh, all volunteers, we should say. I think yeah. people think uh, municipal officials on all these boards and commissions are, are making uh, a big bank, but that's not the case no. doing this as a service to the community. Uh, so let's go through some of the things that you've already, you said you, you voted to pass them on. So there are some things you're definitely going to pass on. Why don't we hit those first, if I'm describing sure. it correctly? Yeah, sure. So the, um, the first thing we're going to put forth uh, to the Board of Aldermen for consideration is uh, full-time mayor. Um, it's been an age-old debate in Derby, whether the mayor is uh, full-time uh, or, or part-time. Everybody assumes that it's part-time. Um, the statute, or the charter rather, um, doesn't specify whether it's full-time or part-time. However, um, based on the stipend or the salary that's given to the mayor, it's generally assumed that it's a part-time position. So uh, we want to end that age-old question, whether the mayor is full-time or part-time, uh, and we're recommending um, that the mayor become a, a full-time uh, position in the city of Derby. And what's the salary right now? Do you know what the salary is right now? It's in the $50,000 range right now. Um, mm. Don't quote me on that. It might be a little more, a little less. That sounds about right, because that, that's what I was going to guess. It's somewhere yeah. in that range. And of course, we should point out that the commission's job, or you don't set a salary. That would be, uh, if no. this happens, that would be some other. Yeah, that would be separate. That would go to the Board of Aldermen to determine. And the commission is on board. That was unanimous. Uh, Correct, yeah. All of our um, items that we, we decided to, uh, to put forward to the Board of Aldermen have been unanimous. We, we've been very fortunate. Um, this commission's uh, worked very well together, so. That's good to hear. And I guess I should just say quickly, if there's anyone listening or watching, uh, the city charter is essentially the blueprint for how Derby government works or any, any city charter is the blueprint for the, how that government works. That's what we're talking about here. So uh, extending or, or making the mayor officially a full-time job. It's interesting. I, I didn't realize until the commission started its work that, yeah, it doesn't actually say either way in the charter. I thought it was officially part-time. So Yeah, yeah. No, and that, that's, the, uh, that's what everybody assumes, but it's not. But we all know Amir is uh, essentially working 24-7. I mean, if there's uh, a fire downtown at 2 o'clock in the morning, he's not going to say, sorry, I, I put in my hours already. I, he's going to show up, you know, so... And the challenge, and I live in Derby too, and the challenges we face as a community are just, uh, you know, they're not part-time, uh, definitely. I don't think anyone would argue uh, with that right. in terms of trying to get things done and economic development and all that good stuff. All right, so that's that. And then uh, what's the next one you want to touch upon, Rob? Uh, the second item we're going to look at is uh, changing elected officials instead of two-year terms. We're looking to, to make it four-year terms. And one of the main reasons we discussed uh, in, in making this suggestion is um, for a mayor, for instance, when he takes um, or she takes office uh, for the first time, he or she is working under the previous administration's budget for the first six, seven months of their term. So currently it's 25% of their, um, of their 
their term, at least their first term. So uh, the mayor's not actually working under his or her own budget until July of their first year. So they, they essentially are working under their bud their own budget for one year before they have to decide, are they going to seek reelection or before they're campaigning already? So although, so although in Derby, the, it's not the mayor, the mayor doesn't set a budget. He's working under the board of all, uh, the board of uh, the tax board's budget. Well, uh, the, the mayor submits his budget. Correct. But the tax board approves or, or denies or, or alters um, the budget recommendations. Although I guess yes, some, they're, I've, they're I've, the I've seen it differently. I, I've seen it uh, done differently with various administrations where some mayors will, I, it doesn't actually say in the charter, the mayor has to submit a budget, right? Isn't that, it's, it's just completely up to the tax board. They're the ones that, that, are, that set the budget, correct. Okay. The tax board. Uh, and so that got a, a full, and I guess, I guess the important, one important thing to point out here is one of the purposes of Wednesday night's hearing at 6 p.m. is if people want to comment on these things on Wednesday, August 5th, that's, this is your chance to do it. Correct. Uh, if you agree, don't agree, or have other suggestions, that's the time to, to come out and do it. Okay, and that's another one you said got unanimous uh, uh, consent or approval? Correct, yeah. And among within the four-year terms, we also talked about um, term limits, and we ultimately decided that... Um, we're going to leave the term limits up to the voters. There's no sense in, um, in having that uh, be part of the, the four-year terms. I mean, uh, for instance, one of my arguments was um, for, for against term limits was uh, here's Ron Sill, Alderman Sill, who's been an elected official uh, since 1973. And we don't want to uh, eliminate somebody of, of his uh, stature in the city um, to limit him to, to two terms or three terms or whatever is decided upon. So, um, if the voters don't want him in, then the voters are going to vote him out. So uh, we're going to leave the term limits up to the voters. So that was something that we all agreed upon as well. And two-year to four-year, this would uh, impact all elected officials in the city? Like anybody who has it, like the mayor would also be a four-year term? Correct, yeah. Currently, the only elected official in the city of Derby uh, that sits for four years is the town clerk. So we're looking to move the mayor, the board of aldermen, the board of ed, uh, the tax board, and the constables all to four-year terms. Okay, so we got full-time mayor would be spelled out in the charter, uh, four-year terms instead of two for uh, elected officials, including the mayor and members of the board of aldermen. What's next? One of the uh, items that was brought up by the commission members themselves, and I can't recall which one, so I don't want to throw out a name and guess, uh, was to change the name of the board of aldermen slash alderwomen to simply the board of alders. Um, it's generally the same concept. It, it's still gender neutral. Um, so it, it's just a simple change of uh, the name of the Board of Aldermen from the Board of Aldermen slash Alderwomen to simply the Board of Alders, which is done in, in many other cities and municipalities. And I have a follow-up question on that. But before I ask it, I just want to, sh to share an important message uh, about uh, COVID-19 in the Valley. This is from the Valley uh, Community Foundation, uh, the United Way, uh, and others. But COVID-19 has changed life as we know it, and the Valley needs your help now more than ever. The region's health and human service providers face unprecedented challenges in meeting the needs of those affected by the pandemic. Some organizations are even at the risk of closing their doors. You can make a difference right here in our community by joining with others in one of these three ways. Give directly to Valley nonprofits, Participate in the Valley United Way's annual fund 
or support the Valley Community COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund. Please visit valleyfoundation.org for more information. So sorry to interrupt you there. I meant to read that at the beginning, but I forgot. That's, That's a message okay. I think I think we should get out there because that fund is doing a lot of good. Uh, a reader asked the other day, well, who, who's being helped by this? A lot. I mean, they, they're, they're helping the food banks. They bought uh, uh, PPE equipment for the ambulance corps and, and all kinds of good things. Yeah, so, all right. So I, I know in the last go around, the last charter revision was a couple of years back. Uh, I covered that to some extent. And they had changed the name from Alder Men to Alder Men slash Alder Women, uh, which is, I mean, every time I write it now, uh, it's, it's a bit wordy. It takes up more uh, space uh, to write. But exactly, what, yeah. What, yeah, is it just because it's uh, a little awkward? It, but I remember that last go around, people said, hey, let's call it the Alders. And there was opposition to that. I remember seeing it on Facebook and in some of the meetings, people were like, well, Alders are trees. We don't want to do that. So what is the motivation just to clean it up a little? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of cumbersome to, to, I mean, if you want to be politically correct and, and say the full name, Board of Aldermen slash Alder Women, it's just, uh, it's uh, much easier, much simpler uh, to just say Board of Alders. But yeah. That, All right. That's essentially behind the, the meaning behind it. So the greatest hits we have, we're, we're changing the name of the Board of Aldermen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's becoming the <laughs> Board of Alders. I can't speak normally. The mayor becoming a full-time job uh, spelled out in the Derby Charter, uh, two-year to four-year terms for our elected officials. And then uh, what's number four? I believe you said there was a fourth one, right? There's actually five. Um, okay. And, I, and I'll, I'll explain five as we get to it. But uh, the fourth one is uh, currently – um, state statute and, and Derby Charter follows obviously state statutes uh, as far as postings for for bids that, that are within the city. So we currently have to post bids in um, a hard copy printable printed newspaper. So and it costs approximately $600 every time we post uh, a bid in the newspaper. So we are looking to uh, change that and have it um, online only, whether it be um, on the valleyindy.org or if it be on the Derby website or a combination. I'll charge of you 800. <laughs> I'll charge you eight. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. But um, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking to, to make that change. Um, and it's essentially just to clean up that section of the charter to, uh, and again, we have to follow state statute and currently state statute says it has to be in a printed newspaper. So um, once we, we change our charter to say that we can post it online, we're at the mercy of the state to change their statute, which we plan on doing as well. Um, should this uh, recommendation pass uh, on November 3rd, um, we're going to solicit the uh, state reps, um, the state senators and state representatives uh, for Derby to uh, bring this to the, to the floor of their respective chambers to uh, see if we can get that statute changed. Uh, and again, it's going to save approximately $600 every time we have to post something that night. And, and I, I would, yeah, legal uh, notices are, are a lot of money for, for towns. But can you even do that? I thought no city can have uh, something on the books that uh, supersedes an existing state statute. No, we're not going to supersede them. We're, we're still going to follow their statute. We're just going to change the wording to indicate that um, uh, we're going to um, – post it online in addition to the newspapers or follow state statute. And then if it passes, we are going to solicit the state representatives to change the state statute. So it shows that uh, we can just post it online. 
Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were eliminating newspapers from the charter altogether and just putting it on your website, which I thought. No, no, no. We okay, couldn't so do that. Still... We have to. We have to have the state uh, change their their statute in order to do that. Gotcha. Understood. And that's a money saver, uh, right yeah. there. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what's next? Number five. This 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 is going to get complicated. You're saying? No, no. This isn't going to okay. get complicated at all. It, it's um it's sort of general cleanup. We uh, went through the entire charter and looked at. Um, Things that, for instance, uh, general cleanup, meaning uh, there's items in our charter that are superseded by state statute. So there's really no sense in having that information in our charter because we, we, we simply can't supersede the state statute. Um, and there's also uh, a section in our charter that says that we are going to give uh, $1,000 uh, or $500 to uh, charitable organizations in our community. And we deem that um, inappropriate that we're going to be spending, especially in this, this time, economic time, uh, sending our taxpayer dollars to charitable organizations. So uh, we're looking to eliminate that from the, from the charter as well. And could, I know every year, uh, I'm getting some feedback there. The, the city gives uh, money to uh, say the, I don't know if Derby does this, but I know like Ansonia to the, the uh, YMCA uh, and places like that. Can that still happen? And it's just, if, if the tax board chooses to? It can, it can still happen. But as of right now, it, it says that we will give X amount of dollars to this organization or X amount of dollars to that organization. So we're looking to, uh, to change that and just uh, deem it as appropriate by the, uh, by the tax board. And then, so you're going to meet Wednesday. There's going to be a public hearing. People can comment on these uh, five items. Do you think, and do you anticipate adding any more to the ballot at this time? I know you're, you're up against a really tight, although November yeah. may seem far away in terms of getting something on the ballot. It's right. Well, we have, to, we, we have to get it to the state um, 60 days prior to the election. So that's why we're kind of in, a, in the middle of a time crunch. There are a couple more items that we uh, want to work on so uh, and look deeper into that we have tabled until the next cycle. Um, officially, once uh, the Board of Aldermen accept our recommendations, we are officially disbanded as a, as a charter commission. Um, but we're gonna solicit the Board of Aldermen to re-up us for another 16 months um, so we can look at a couple more items and, and potentially put them on the ballot for uh, 2021. Um, and those items um, that we specifically tabled were, um, one of the items was uh, realigning the wards. and um, we need census data. The last census data that we have available is 2010, and we're in the middle of, uh, of, of a census right now. So we're going to wait until the next cycle. Hopefully that census data is, becomes available and we can do that properly uh, rather than using data that's a, a decade old. Um, and one of the other items was uh, uh, reducing the size of the, the tax board or making um, a financial subcommittee of the Board of Aldermen and eliminating the tax board altogether. That doesn't seem to be very popular, but that's one of the items that was among the discussion. So we're either going to re uh, look to reduce the size of the tax board or make the tax board essentially a, a subcommittee of the Board of Aldermen and increase the number of aldermen on, the, on that board. 
Those are interesting. And I, I did attend your, your very first meeting. Uh, I didn't get a chance to write a story about it. I thought I would cover it by doing play-by-play. I'd do it as a podcast. I failed miserably. So uh, <laughs> I right. never got to it. But I mean, you guys, it was like a four-hour meeting. You guys really delved into it. And it was, it was. interesting to see uh, Chuck Stanky sort of act as like an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, type guy from Star Wars because he's been through a couple of these before. Yeah, he, was sort, yeah. he, he was sort of saying, hey, if there's any, because some of those that you just mentioned, those are not just complicated. But but as you said, it could be controversial. Yeah, and, and, they, start- and they deserve the research. That, and, and there was one other item on um, the succession um, to the chief of police in Derby. So that's another item that we want to look at. And you know, obviously, there's a collective bargaining agreement in place. So um, rather than than rush that through, and we don't have the time to to give it the due diligence that that, that, that subject requires. So we tabled that until the next cycle as well. So you could revisit those, assuming uh, the mayor and the board of aldermen want to do the process again. Correct. So basically you, you kind of got ones that were not necessarily low hanging fruit, but, but nothing that was because of your time constraint, uh, nothing that would be incredibly complicated. Exactly. Is that, Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob, those are my questions. Maybe there's other things. I mean, I haven't, I only watched that first meeting, so uh, I could be a complete ignoramus on this. Is there anything else you want to add about the commission's work? Uh, I know it's a, uh, I guess my, well, I'll ask, does there seem to be uh, interest in it from the public? I think that gets harder and harder uh, in in like these modern times to get uh, people to pay attention to something uh, like a charter revision. I've heard stories from Derby residents talking about, you know, charter revision from decades ago where it was like standing room only, but you you really don't see that type of uh, participation anymore, at least from from my perspective, and I don't think that's a slight against the people of the city of Derby. I think everyone's busy. Right, right. Well, at, at the first public hearing, we had, a, obviously, we didn't have any standing room only. We didn't have that type of crowd, but we did have six to 10 uh, members of the public come and speak uh, and give suggestions. So um, one of the good things, uh, if there's anything good to come out of COVID-19 is that, you know, we, we have more people attending meetings now than they mm. normally would had we been showing up uh, at, in the, the, the chambers of, at City Hall. So there's, there's better attendance uh, by the public um, with these Zoom meetings, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's really good to hear. I was talking to Kurt Russell on a previous podcast. He was on the last uh, two episodes I did. And, and he said in Seymour, even one day when they go back to the in-person meetings, he wants to carry on uh, using Zoom to get it to people because it is such a great way to have people right. uh, participate, which is, yeah, I guess if, if there's any type of tiny silver lining out of uh, all the madness uh, of the last few months is that, yeah, you can participate more in your uh, your local government if you choose to. It's right, right there. It's very easy. So, all right, Alderman Heider, you probably have a, a dinner to eat and a family to spend time with yeah. uh, in between all these meetings. So I really do appreciate you uh, coming on and talking about Derby Charter Revision with me. Of course, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now I just got to make sure I hit stop recording and not end the meeting because then, then it'll just erase all this. <laughs> all right. Take care, Rob. Thank you. Take care, Eugene. Bye-bye.